2: Top Recorded live.
0: Everyone, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, we have another just dynamite interview with a band that I just I just discovered. This band called Ben Coolen, and these these guys are really killer. I mean, great heavy guitar driven stuff with amazing sax that. It just takes this thing to a whole new level, and it's a great, um, uh, great production. This great songwriting, everything about this is very cool. And I can't wait for you guys to, uh, for you guys out there in podcast land, to meet these guys. But first, let's get let's uh, take care of a little business. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. Uh, you can find us on the internet at ludinirockandrollcircus.com. dot com. I'd like to thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. It's uh, Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV network, online community, and business directory where you can listen to, watch, download, receive emails with the latest audio and video created by the members of the community. And there's great articles and coupons, and you can find out about businesses. You can even post your own magazine page if you'd like. And you can hear listen to great podcasts like this one, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. So you guys want to check that out. That is uh, pplmag.com, Positively Pittsburgh Live. Now, the band that we have, we actually have the entire band. <laughs> this is the first. So usually we've got a couple of members from a band on here before, but never a whole band, so this should be fun. Ben Coolen's sound is is maximalist rock built on soaring vocal lines, massive guitars, swift saxophone solos. They're known for the live act and have been booked uh, in 14 cities to date, uh, from packed bar and club gigs in D.C. to huge college party gigs around the mid-Atlantic. Ben Coolen is rising. All right, guys. So uh, we've got Ben Coolen on the phone here, and everybody, go around and. One by one, say your name and what you do in the band.
1: This is Teddy. I play guitar and I write
2: some of the songs. This is Paul. I sing, play guitar,
3: and write the rest of the songs.
0: (laughs) Okay. This is
3: Rick and I play the bass. This is Will. I'm the newest member and I'm the drummer. This is Jack and I play saxophone.
0: All right, everybody. Ben Coolen. Uh guys, now um how did you guys all get together? So uh who, who wants to it's uh Paul, you wanna you wanna take it?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh so back when me and Teddy were youngins in college, uh like freshman year my freshman year, his sophomore year, we met up. Uh we knew we wanted to play together eventually. He was in a band at the time of mostly guys who were graduating weren't really serious about it, but just like to have fun. When they left, me and Teddy were like, all right, let's find some people and let's make this band happen. So we got, we got Rick right away. Um, we had uh, an old drummer named Steve and then our old saxophone player named Ian. And so Ian ended up leaving for the Navy. Uh, Steve ended up transferring to another school. Uh, and we had another kid named Kevin for a while playing the drums. But recently we had Will come in, and uh, he's been a really great addition. And then as far as uh, Jack, he it was kind of a thing where we met up with him after Ian knew he was going to leave for for the Navy. And I don't know, this is a great incarnation of the band,
3: and we've been playing some good stuff.
2: Um,
0: what uh, you guys have a unique sound because you know the, the songs are like a sort of a great like kind of like. Alternative guitar-driven rock type stuff, but you bring in the sax, uh, the sax sound. Was that something that was uh, planned, or did uh, did you guys just did did you guys just know Jack and it came together, or how did how did how did you guys get involved with uh, with the sax?
1: This is Teddy. Um, a big influence for us um, is bands like Dave Matthews bands, or for me personally, reggae acts that incorporate horn sections. Um, mm-hmm. So it was important for me to kind of get that vocal tone, uh, in a band. So we looked around and we, we found some of the best saxophone players. And fortunately we ended up with Jack to kind of trade solos with me.
0: Okay. Very cool. Uh, say, Hey Jack, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, your, uh, since we're talking about you, (laughs) why don't you jump in and, uh, give us a little bit of, give us a little bit of background.
3: Yeah, um so I started playing saxophone back in middle school back in Seattle where I grew up uh before I came out to GW and I thought I was going to give it up actually but I was lucky enough to bump into Kevin the old drummer that just got replaced by Will here and he kind of got me set up with the group and ever since then I've just been
1: tagging along
0: just tagging along. Uh hey Teddy, how did you uh how did you get these uh, great guitar chops of yours?
1: Um Well, when I was 12 years old, my mom took me to a ZZ Top concert and uh, started taking guitar lessons uh, right around then. And um, my teacher was a Berkeley trained musician, so he kind of kicked my ass until I was good enough. And I joined uh, some jazz groups in high school and uh, got away from that now and kind of just do the bluesy rock thing. But it got my fingers moving at quite a young age.
0: Um, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Like, how did you get? Uh, in the music and songwriting and everything?
2: Yeah, so really early on in my life uh, I started playing piano as my parents just made me learn like classical music and I played that for about 12 years or so. Um, I don't play as much just because I don't really have access to piano as much but that's really what got me into it. So then I was like, hey, I want to play guitar now. It wasn't too bad to pick up because I kind of had the theory background going and then in high school, when I wanted to join a band, I didn't really play guitar yet. I only played piano, but I wanted to sing. Even though I wasn't very good, I just told my friend that I could sing.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So I, I joined my first band, and we weren't, like, very good. But I I slowly got better at singing, slowly got better at guitar, uh, and then just started the band with Teddy, and it's been smooth sailing since then.
0: Let's, uh, let's give the bass a little love. It, 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 it's Eric, or you go by Rick.
4: Yeah, I was given that nickname from Ted about <laughs> two years ago. Okay, stuck. Yeah, it's it's stuck.
0: All right, Rick. So so tell us uh, how you got. Uh, how how did you get bit by the music bug?
4: Um, my mom is a, a professional harpist and pianist, so I grew up um, listening to all different types of music. My dad is a Uh, fusion jazz nerd and my mom likes the police so and in between there I listened to a lot of Bob Marley when I was young so I have a very broad range of um, influence but I played the piano and then the saxophone and then the bass guitar uh, and just have done that ever since I've been playing the bass for about I would say 12 years now
0: oh wow uh Okay, awesome. And well well, oh, Will, are you there?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm here.
0: Jump on in, buddy. Let's let while we're giving our uh, life story. What? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, buddy?
3: Okay. Well, um, I actually I started playing piano first. Actually, like out of the two previous people, um, and I was trained classically there. And then my I went on to viola actually next. So that was in third grade. Um, And I played viola until my senior year of high school. Um, And then I moved on to drums when I was 10. Um, And then I moved on to guitar when I was probably 14 or something. So I've kind of gone around uh, a few different instruments. Um, But drums was my favorite for me. Um, I kind of stopped playing a little bit once I got into college because it's pretty difficult to find um, access the drums here if you're not yeah. in the music department. Um, but uh, I've known Jack for all of college, and he kind of got me into uh, the Ben Coolen team, and it's been it's been great. It's been a dream. Uh,
0: anybody can uh, can take this one here. So can you guys uh, maybe in words? I I know it's hard to describe your sound in words, but if you could put it into words, uh, one of you guys want to announce yourself and jump in and. Sort of describe your sound.
2: Uh, sure, it's Paul, and uh, the the whole maximalist rock thing is actually a really good way to describe it. Uh, one of our friends wrote a little article about us, and he was the first one to use that, and we read that, and we were all like, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, pretty much our first EP, um, which is the, kind of the only music online right now of us, uh, a friend of ours named Marty helped us produce that and record it. And he was very into, like, metal and, and, like, heavier genres. And that kind of showed through with, like, the really thick kind of guitar tones and, mm-hmm. and kind of stacked power chords on some of the songs from that EP, um, which really speak to that kind of maximalist vibe. But since then, we've gotten, especially adding in Will, who is very influenced by kind of, like, uh, funk and, like, kind of that alternative funk that you see today, like Snarky Puppy, uh, some of like those those bands coming up from the South who kind of play a funky type of alternative rock. Um, it's been kind of permeating through even like the, the arrangements that we already have. So some of those songs that you hear on the EP, you'll hear them live, and it'll be a bit different just because we have different influences coming in. Um, even on our, our new uh, album coming up called In Color, uh, the title track there is actually kind of a very reggae vibe. And even some of the other ones we got like a, like a kind of rockabilly type feel song. We got t- kind of a ballad going on. So we have that maximalist rock that we started with that kind of very alternative um, thick guitars. And we're moving not completely away, but kind of sp- spreading out with uh, this kind of funky reggae kind of rock that we're doing now.
0: Yeah. Um... So you, so, you're, so you, right now, all that's out is the EP. What about the the, uh, the
1: okay,
0: What about the album in color? Like, when are we gonna? When is that gonna uh, be out?
1: Um, we're starting the re- release cycle at the end of April. This is Teddy, by the way. Um, but the entire album itself will be out on May twelfth. Um, so we have uh, a lot of Kickstarter um, donors who are going to be getting their stuff a little bit before May twelfth. But for everybody else. May 12th is a big day.
0: Uh, and um, where where do you guys record and who's producing the new record?
1: Um, this is Teddy again. We recorded over at Bias Studios in Springfield, Virginia, um, which is actually a studio where both Prince and Dave Matthews uh, have recorded. So it kind of had a magical vibe playing over there. It was fun. And the uh, uh, producer of our record was someone named Lyle Rorder. Uh He's a musician who graduated from Georgetown and he's in a pop group called Tigers are bad for horses. They play down okay. at uh, South by Southwest this year, very different sound, but excellent musician and a great person to have on the project with us.
0: And are uh, you guys uh, sort of have a reputation for your live show? Um, one of you guys, I don't know who wants to jump in and talk about the, uh, the live side of Ben Coolin, but uh, could you guys, cause uh, what i've been reading about online is it's like it's a real party
4: <laughs> hey this is rick and i would have to agree with those online comments
1: <laughs>
4: i would say our performances can be a bit rowdy um that goes along with the with the crowd obviously i mean most of our you could say fans are college students we're all recent grads or current college students so the attitude is obviously energetic and we have a lot of um, enthusiasm both on stage and off stage so I would say it can be a little loud and it can be a little hot and sweaty but that's what you want when you go to a concert that that has our genre of music and the energy that we provide to our uh, fans and the people that
1: come to our shows
0: yeah you guys want to if anybody wants to add something to that go ahead
1: well, I always tell the kids when we get on stage to make sure that they buy a beer because we sound better when they're drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, now you guys have have got some cool like, uh, um, uh, you 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 got like won a couple of awards or something, haven't you? Did I read um, that right?
1: Yeah. Um, right in January of 2015, I think. Yeah, uh, about a year ago now. um, We were named the best college band in Washington, D.C. We went up to Georgetown University, competed um, against a bunch of different schools. We were the nominee from George Washington, um, and we came out on top. Fortunately, they had judges from the Sweet Life Festival, 930 Club, um, the Duke Ellington School. So it was uh, a great honor for us. We got what well, looked like a football trophy at the end, but it was great to hold it up and take some pictures and win that award.
0: Cool. And I, you guys have done, well, you've done some, op- you've worked as an opener for some national acts. Want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, so um, at we always have a, at, at the school, we always have a fall concert and like a spring fling type concert. Um, so one of my friends, the previous, semester for spring uh had his band kind of negotiate with the student organization that runs that uh, the booking process and he uh opened up for that show it was uh i think he opened for Jay sean um so then the next cycle through we were like all right well well they just had a pop act so maybe they'll have a rock act like let's hit them up try to get that gig and it'd be a big one because there's always a bunch of people there they they give out free stuff and there's good music so uh, we heard that they were going to have a band called Cold War Kids, or yeah, our big national act, uh, playing that. So we had, I think Rick was in charge of that booking, but he went back and forth and back and forth, and we got on that bill. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. The biggest stage we played on to date, and great sound. And we had all of our friends in the front, and then a bunch of other kids we didn't even know in the back. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's one thing when your friends like you. It's a whole other thing when people have never heard you before. You know, really grew on you. So that that that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, so if you guys could do work with any national national act, what's your dream? Who who would you who would you guys like to play with?
1: Um, this, this is Teddy. Uh, I think Eric's going to want to add on to this when I'm done. But uh, for me personally, a band called The Revivalists um, out of New Orleans, they're kind of rising right now. They've just got their first uh, feature in Rolling Stone, so you might have caught them now. Um, but um, the live act that they have between um, their lead singer, David Shaw, uh, interacting with the crowd, their sax player who gets better every time we see him, and uh, their legendary uh, pedal steel guy, it's just uh, they're a group that we really look up to. They've evolved from album to album to um, become better musicians and connect with us as musicians. So performing ahead of them, near them at a festival someday, would kind of be my dream. Eric, All
0: right.
4: Talk. I think uh, the number two would probably be Alan Stone. He's uh, he's actually from uh, Washington as well, similar to Jack. He's an a up-and-coming blues r&b pop artists, and he's really making some awesome music right now uh paul and i are big fans of him and i would say they're he's very similar in terms of the energy he brings to a concert like the revivalists and i think that would be probably our number two um in order to hop on stage with them
0: what's the best thing guys about being in a band what's your you can go around and just jump in as you feel. But what's, for you, just whatever your personal feeling is, what's the best thing about being in a, in a great band like this?
4: So for me, this is Rick, by the way, um, it's tons of fun where you can not worry about anything else. So Ted and I work, and being able to leave on Friday afternoon, hop in a car, pack up, and go to wherever we're going, You can just goof off and play some music. It's the best stress reliever on this planet. There's nothing better.
3: Yeah, this is Jack. I just have to say the best part has been being able to travel up and down the coast a little bit as of recently uh, and get to a couple different places and cities I normally wouldn't have been able to see without us performing in them. And I know being in D.C. has kind of been constricting as a college student, so having the opportunity to go out and explore and play these fun gigs in all these different places has
1: been really cool. Um, Anybody this, else
0: wanna add something? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is Teddy. Um I, I like going into these new cities, um, even these fraternity parties, because you know you're gonna get an honest reaction because they don't owe you anything. None of your friends are in the front row to kinda of block you. Um, yeah. so when when those um when those crowds kind of look up from their back porch and rush up to the stage and sometimes they're excited enough that they try to try to start singing along, um, or play air guitar solos or uh, at our last show at Bucknell, we had a handful of people get on the stage and dance with us. Um, it's just an unreal experience to just win over complete strangers um, and feel that energy with them.
3: Yeah, and I, I guess to add to that, this is this is Will. Um, I haven't really ever had this experience before, and I'm new to this, so it's been kind of a shock, um, but a very good one. And I think my favorite part is um, playing this music and watching the reactions of fans and the people in the crowd and being able to play music that inspires them to just start dancing like crazy just is an amazing and incredible experience and I it's been it's been awesome.
0: Well it sounds like you guys are having a freaking blast, man. It's that's very awesome. The music is great too. Um so what does the next six to twelve months look like uh for Ben Coolin? What's what uh or, or do you or do you even plan that far in advance? <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, well, the, the way the book, this is steady, um, I handle a lot of the booking. Um, the way that it's shaping up is we're really rooting for Will to get a job so we can hop on some bar gigs on the East Coast um, so we can uh, for the summer. But um, I'm getting ready to start booking fraternity parties in the fall already. Um, and um, we've uh, got signed on to this, I guess they call it a platform. It's not really uh, an agency. It's called Beat Gig. And, um, what they do is they scope out the best, um, college bands really, or bands that like to play for college crowds, um, all around the country from Arizona, uh, down to the Southeast part and all the way up to us in DC, uh, and get them moving around and getting, um, paid gigs, playing frat parties. And it's, it's kind of a niche scene, but, um, a lot of big bands have started that way and that's kind of what we're doing with them. And then, um, Pretty much every week, you know, I I reach out to the Hail Marys, uh, the Allen Stones, the Revivalists, um, anyone that we can think of that might be coming through D.C. to see if we can open. Don't have too many hits yet, obviously, but uh, Mm -hmm. those are all things that we're trying for.
0: Anybody else wanted to add to that?
3: Yeah, I guess the the only other thing would be that uh, we have this
2: album coming out and then Something that we kind of see making more sense in the future is kind of having a constant stream of singles rather than the, the traditional album format uh, that a lot of people do these days. It works, if, obviously, if you can market it with a lot of money and you know, like a Billboard kind of kind of top hit band or or act. Mm-hmm. But I think for for smaller bands and smaller artists, it makes more sense to kind of give your fans a constant stream rather than this kind of overload dump once a year, once every one and a half years,
1: you know?
0: Right, 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 right. There's a lot of artists that I talk to are, are doing things that way. Um, so, guys, uh, you guys have a lot going on. You're going to be, you're like, playing all over the place. How can people uh, keep in touch or, or, or catch up with what you have going on?
1: Um this is Teddy. We uh, we have everything from a website to a Twitter, which is Ben Coolin Music. Same thing for Instagram, Ben Coolin Music. You can find us on Facebook. You can get our music on Spotify, Bandcamp. You Google Ben Coolin Band and you'll find us, no matter where you are in the world. Um,
0: and hey, you know I, I need to ask you though, What is Ben Coolin? Because it's obviously not a member of the band. <laughs> Which one's Ben? (laughs) People do,
2: yeah, this this is Paul. People always say who's Ben, and then we're like, no one. They're like, what? (laughs) So uh, so when I was growing up, I went to high school for a few years in Singapore. And one of the things out there is that all their streets are either named after places in Malaysia, places in uh, Indonesia, or people from England who founded it. So there was this street called it was Ben Cullen Street, it was named after an island in Indonesia and it had a mall on it. And uh, that's actually where I bought my first guitar. And the real the real story is that <laughs>
0: Oh boy, wait a minute now we're gonna get the real story.
4: All right. Oh sure <laughs> So so he did buy his first guitar there, but he also bought his first fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well what's good kind as of a guitar without a fake ID, right? Yeah. Um Hey guys, yeah, before we go is, the story
3: is, there.
0: is there anything you guys what is there anything you you would like the world to know about Ben Cullen before we before we roll out of here? Well we got silence.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think the big thing is to um get out there and see some live bands play. Um whether you're in D.C. or Baltimore, you know, all these bars that I've gone into, there's still great rock and roll music, still great reggae music, and uh, just because it's not in the top 40 anymore doesn't mean it's not so important, and you can see it still connects with people. So hopefully, um, you know, every person we meet, we make them a fan, and they bring one more person next time, but I just encourage people to get out there and find Ben Cooling.
0: All right, guys. Um, ben coolin uh, that is... Uh, Music dot com, and if you just Google Ben Coolin, you're gonna you're gonna find it. It's a very unique name for bands so you're gonna you're gonna come right up with it, guys. We wish you all the best. Um, well, especially with the release of the uh, record coming up here in a few months, um, and because I love your last record, I I, I bought it on on uh, Bandcamp right away. I thought it kicks freaking ass, so I I'm really excited for to hear what you guys coming have coming up next. Wish you all the best with that. And, um, hopefully we'll get the interview to interview uh, you again after the, uh, after the album comes out and, uh, when you're big stars, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
3: Thanks for having us, awesome.
0: Lou. Thank you. No problem. You got, you guys take care man. I right, rock hard. All right. See you,
3: Have good night. See, you
0: See you guys. Hey everyone. That was, uh, Ben Uh a really good band. I'm going to look for, looking forward to playing them on the music podcast. Um, but uh that then you can listen to music podcasts, by the way, at uh, uh Rock and Roll dot com. Um once again I'd like to thank my sponsor positively, Pittsburgh Live PPL dot com. If you like bands like Ben Coolen and uh, artists like Guy King and Cora Lee and you know, just these amazing acts that, you know, we've uh, we've been featuring here. People uh, you know, just, just from just from a wide range of great rock and roll. I want you to go to support indie com and uh, get involved because uh, we could definitely use your help. We want to do a lot more, uh, especially like, like a band like Ben Coolin, you know, they're, they're like a, they're like a micro act in the sense that, you know, they are not playing, you know, uh, you know, big stadiums and stuff like that. They're, uh, they're out there in the trenches, you know, they're playing frat parties, which is, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to uh, to to get some fans, but there's a lot more that we could be doing to help these guys. And if you want to get involved, go to supportindierock.com. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi. This is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Once again, the website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can
1: get lucky just about anywhere.